0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are talking about The Grey Man, so this is Netflix's brand new film. It's their biggest film ever, I believe. I think it cost, what, just over 200 million maybe? And, you know, first things first, is it worth the money? I don't know, I mean, possibly. I think, personally, yes, because Ryan Gosling stars in it, and I love Ryan Gosling so much, but... I think there are times when they've spent way too much money on this film and they could have easily cut corners and saved a tonne but overall I had a good time in it. I think it's very fun. It's very very action packed. It's incredibly fast paced. Maybe a bit too fast paced because there are times when it got a bit disorientating and it felt a bit too loud and guns blazing and all the rest of it. Whereas I like it when films are smaller but they also have decent action in it and I think Netflix they don't really have a great track record with their higher budget things. It tends to be their smaller budget productions or their acquirements that garner a lot of attention and praise. So things like hustle recently with adam sandler that was a smaller budget netflix film but it was fantastic this on the other hand very very expensive i mean it's very reminiscent of red notice right i didn't like red notice because it looked trash right for a hundred what was 150 million i mean i thought that was a lot of money but jesus christ this is 200 million so it's the same kind of money that big studios are spending on huge blockbusters and i like what they do with this film because it does feel like a big daft summer blockbuster so in that regard it's pretty successful I don't know why it's a 15. I mean, here in the UK, it's 15. I think overseas, it's PG-13. That makes a lot more sense because I think there's only one F-bomb and there's only a bit of kind of graphic violence. There's a torture sequence, which I hated because the torture element is something I really, really don't like. But apart from that, there's no real, there's not even any sh- Which is weird. I can't remember. Honestly, as I was watching it, I was thinking, why is this a 15? Right? There's no real bad language. There's nothing that explicitly cries out this is R-rated. So it's a very strange 15. It's a very easy 15, I would say. But for the most part, it's fun, it's quippy, the cinematography is pretty good. The editing, I I think at the start the editing is all over the place because once again, of course, it's very, very similar to Red Notice. It jumps about from one location to the next like a bat out of hell. Going from Croatia to Prague to Thailand to Hong Kong to where is it, Berlin to London? I don't know, just all over the place. It doesn't really make sense why. Because once they go there, I mean, it really clicked for me when they arrive in where is it, is it Vienna or Prague? I can't even remember, but they go to one place, I think it's Prague, and it looked exactly like where they were just at in Croatia. And I'm thinking, what is the point? Like, all of these locations look the same, right? When they're in Hong Kong and Thailand at the start, those two. locations look the same when they're in prague and croatia at the end those two locations look the same so i don't know why they've just gone from one place to the next adding these big location title cards come up in huge font I don't know why because it just distracts me from the actual film itself and it makes me forget where they were and then it makes me question how do they get from one place to the next so quickly because at one point anna de armis's character she i'm pretty sure she was in berlin but then all of a sudden she ends up in where is it prague now i don't know how close those two are to one another but she arrives there very quickly and it confused me but look at the center of this film you've got six so ryan gosling plays six and he is a gray man hence the title he's very very good at what he does he just kills people for the CIA and then when a mission goes slightly wrong at the start he then gets hunted by Lloyd who is played by Chris Evans and I like it when Chris Evans does these darker roles it's very much like he's taken his character from knives out and then crossed it with kind of a cynical Captain America so I like Chris Evans in this role I think he's pretty good in the film I think Ryan Gosling he isn't really well look at the start I thought Jesus Christ he's Showing so much more personality than we've seen him share in any of his films before but then by the end he does just sort of become exactly the same Ryan Gosling that we all know and love or I know and love that's for sure I love Ryan Gosling so much so that's why I enjoyed this film because I'm a huge Ryan Gosling fan I like the Russo brothers who direct it I think this is far better than their previous film Cherry last year starring Tom Holland on Apple TV Plus so I think this is their better streamer film I think it's one of Netflix's best looking films in a while but a lot of people are saying it looks cheap and when the film started I thought this looks really good and then there was a bit of an action sequence which i think it's two of them fighting amongst a barrage of fireworks and it does start to look very very green screen heavy and the vfx work is a bit shaky and then there's a plane sequence later on and once they get out of that plane jesus christ it looks bad like the cgi does look kind of shocking but by the end when it decides to just stick to one location it's really fun turkey as well they go to turkey as well like why there's no point but once it just sticks to with that tram fight sequence thing. That's a really good sequence. And then the ending as well. I think the ending is huge. And Anna de Armas kicks serious ass in this film especially at the end I mean I thought she was good in No Time to Die I mean her segment wasn't the best but I thought she was pretty fun in it when she was kicking ass but she kicks serious ass in this film it's like when they got Vanessa Kirby in Mission Impossible Fallout and they showcased a little bit of what she could do action-wise with that club sequence but then Hobson Shaw came out after that and she kicked so much ass in that very much the same with Anna de Armas in this but I think she's a very good actor and she's very good in this I think every Everybody generally gives a good performance I think Billy Bob Thornton as well he's very good but I didn't realize that Julia Butters was going to be in this film and she is so good I mean she was the standout in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood she was the little girl that was on set with Rick Dalton and she stole numerous scenes in that film she does the same in this right she's acting with Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling and she's outstaging them half the time. So, she is such a promising young actor. I cannot wait for what Julia Butters does next, right? She's the MVP of everything she's been in, even the little segment of I Think You Should Leave on Netflix, the comedy show. She was amazing in that, but she's so good in this as well. But that being said, there's a feature that her character has, which is so gimmicky because it obviously factors into how her character is found later on because she gets kidnapped and then held ransom for Billy Bob Thornton's cooperation, trying to find the Grey Man. So obviously they have to go and rescue Julia Butters, but the reason they find her is so, it's so just forced. And I knew from the moment a random side character i think a hospital worker says something about her character i knew it was going to come in handy later on i just knew it so a little bit forced in the script i don't think some of the choices work too well like there's one moment that is just a complete u-turn from what we've watched before it doesn't really make any sense why they've done it so the script could be tweaked a little bit just to tidy up a bit and make the first half as smooth as the second half because like i said it jumps around way too much i can't really remember much from the first half but the second half it did keep my attention a lot better and it was very very action-packed very fun to experience and the acting on screen commanded it so well It was just kind of a joy to watch. So I was pleasantly surprised by The Grey Man because I was excited for it, sure, but I also held a bit of an apprehensive doubt around it because obviously Netflix spending this much money, yes, I would like to see a Netflix film cost this much money, $200 million, look the parts and really understand where the budget went because it seems to be that they just spend a lot of money on VFX that isn't really as good as it should be. And I mean, that as no disrespect to the VFX artists who are clearly hard done by, with major studios and Netflix as well, but I don't really know where else the budget has gone besides the cast and trying to get all these actors to the certain locations but I want to see a film where the costume design and the cinematography and the directing talent as well because I mean look the directing talent is good I think Joe and Anthony Russo have done some good films I like what they did with Captain America and the Avengers films but also I don't think they're worth hiring for a 200 million dollar film even though they did exactly that for Endgame which was like an extra 100 million on top of this but you know what I mean I think they need to hire directors with more of a flair more of an individual directorial style than the Russo brothers because it wasn't until halfway through when I had to proactively remind myself that they directed The Winter Soldier which is one of my favourite Marvel films and then suddenly I realised oh yeah I can draw some parallels between these but it wasn't until I thought about it whereas other directors like Tarantino or David Fincher or Scorsese or Christopher Nolan even he can justify spending 200 million on a film but I don't know if the Russo brothers can so I would tweak things overall with this film but I i had a lot of fun with it and i think other people will too there's a lot of drone shots as well which is kind of just stealing michael bay's i mean look even michael bay he has a very distinct style it may not be good but he has that style and you look at what he did with six underground for netflix that was very outrageous but it worked and recently what he did with ambulance earlier in the year with all those drone shots they were insane but this film tries to do exactly that but it doesn't really justify why it's doing that because with ambulance, there's that high octane thrill ride at the center of it. It makes sense that some of these shots are so wild with drones and the kind of drone shots which we've never seen before ever. But with this, The drones are flying about all over the place and it's trying to seamlessly transition between one drone shot and another. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work at all. It really clashes to me. And I don't really know why they've gone for this because the Russo brothers have never done drone shots like this before. They've done some great sweeping dolly shots for car chases and that's exactly what they do with this film as well. Very reminiscent of The Winter Soldier and Civil War in fact. But why all of a sudden have these extravagant drone shots? I don't understand. So yeah, there's some negatives but there are also a lot of positives. I think it could be a spiritual sequel to Drive Because when you first see Ryan Gosling without his beard He looks exactly like his character in Drive And then he also has a toothpick at one point Which is exactly like his character from Drive So is this Drive 2? I, no, I hope not I want to see a drive too, if we're ever going to get that, please. But they also give a reference to the fact that he looks like a Ken doll, which is ironic because he's playing Ken in the new Barbie film next year. So yeah, it feels as though it's very on the nose and very current, but also it doesn't feel like it's pressured to remind the audience of any other pop culture references. I mean, yeah, there's a 007 reference too, and apart from that, not really much else. So I like how this film stands on its own two feet. It doesn't need to rely on anything else. It is apparently based on a book, which I didn't know, but it feels original, it feels good to watch an original film that doesn't lean too heavily on being like anything else, even though yes, there are comparisons to be drawn to Red Notice and Six Underground, and even something as daft as Fast and Furious, because there are some action sequences that really feel as outrageous as those films. But I think it works, and they sell it well, even with weird, like, very weird facial hair. Everybody's got weird facial hair. Chris Evans has got a very weird stash. I'm not sure about Ryan Gosling's beard. Billy Bob Thornton has an interesting beard as well. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting film. It's a good film. It's a very action-packed film. I think a lot of people will enjoy it, so it's on Netflix right now. Go and check it out out and the very last thing i will say is i don't know why it's advertised as two hours and nine minutes when it finishes at about the hour and 55 mark so there's about 14 minutes of credits like why i don't understand it's so stupid but that's netflix for you so yeah they still have a lot to learn and i honestly don't know how they're gonna make money from this film because how did netflix make money besides subscribers they don't okay marketing and advertising sure but for the large part they don't right they're not earning a box office income every week so it's very strange why they're spending 200 million on these films when they should just stick to smaller budgets and it works a lot better but i did have fun and you will too so the gray man go and check it out streaming right now I've been Kieran. I love Ryan Gosling. I love him so much. He's very, very good in this. And I believe we're getting sequels. I think we're getting sequels, spin-offs, prequels. I don't even know. But uh yeah, we shall see how that goes in the future. But until then, I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle The Truth.